3: Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hello and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. Relax. No one else knows what they're doing either. Richard Gervis. There is comfort in knowing that you're not alone. And especially in these challenging times of war, um, just on a humanitarian level, how we treat each other as human beings. When you think that you're going through something and it is the worst, you don't see the bright light at the end of the tunnel, You have to know somewhere in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, that there is someone that's going through something that's worse off than you. And at that time, we pray for them. And we also continue to pray and appreciate love ourselves. I have a question in my private sessions that I ask my students And I asked them to tell me a story when they celebrate themselves. And nine times out of 10, people don't celebrate themselves. And they tell me that's a great thing and that's a good idea. We all need to celebrate ourselves. We all need to build stronger and better communities, like Bobby said, because at the end of the day, culturally, we are all different. That is valid. But at the end of the day, as human beings, as spiritual beings, that's our connection. And we should rest in the knowingness that we are not alone. Everybody else has failures, obstacles, hurdles, but know in your heart, you're gonna get through it. You are, because you have before. Today, I will rest in knowing I have a community that surrounds me and supports me.
3: America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals,
4: Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. You are in for a phenomenal treat. I'm so serious when I tell you I love doing the show because I have the opportunity to bring on my favorite people. And they're not just talented in their um, area of expertise. They're also just really solid people that just give back and I have no idea how much influence and inspiration they are to the actors. <laughs> so I have to speak for them. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please put your hands together for director, editor, producer, Bobby
5: Yed. <laughs> <Hey, H. laughs> Thank you, Tracy, for having me. It really um, is an It's an honor to be here with you. It really is. Much respect.
4: Covered- no, I, I love the fact that you say that to me because it, you know, it it definitely grounds me and, and makes me sort of like do this montage of my career. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I've been here a long time, <laughs> but I would tell you, it's always so exciting to meet someone so talented like you. And, um, sometimes it makes me, you know, like just want to put actors in front of you and just. Listen to Bobby. I cannot stress the wisdom that this young man has and has brought to so many of my students, and I'm grateful. Um, I want to start at the beginning, Bobby, because you started out in like the world that I started in music videos, but I was uh, before you were born. (laughs) Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) But um, tell us, how did you land in this business?
5: um well I guess to answer that i just just say real quick where I'm from I'm from New York yeah. City yeah. born and raised I was uh I'll make it really quick I was raised and born and raised no, in Washington Heights no, no. and mm-hmm. then we moved to Hollis Queens which wow. is where I kind of called my home and then I went to school in New Orleans so when you take all those together I think that's like the gumball of who I became right you take all yeah. this mixture of very interesting culture and, yeah. you know, everybody together. And um, that became who I am in terms of my voice and also my love of, of arts and then music as part of that. Right. So I think it was very natural for me to fall into music videos because it was a natural transition for me to take art, directing, uh, you know, a little bit of you know, working with musicians, which I like talent yeah. actors. I just put it all together because I love music. So I, I used to uh used to sing when I was younger, it was my first love. Oh, wow. I was a trained, trained singer. I sang with gospel choirs and all this stuff. Wow. And um, I think music videos became this like me living vicariously through the artists I was working with. So I loved it.
6: Wow. And then you know, I was
5: and I loved, you know, I can't started with like hip-hop, R&B, you know, that's, I mean, yeah. I'm a child, child of hip-hop I was born and raised in New York, you know? Yeah. Um, Hollis, Queens, where it all started, Hollis, Queens, right? yeah, yeah, my circle. Yeah, full circle, you know, we can yeah. talk about that later, yeah.
4: So, yeah, that's yeah. so crazy. Um, so do you, um, because I know all of us who are, you know, when I was casting, I wanted to, you know, teach and, and I wanted to direct and I wanted to produce. We all have that. Do you feel that singing has gone away? Do you have a musical somewhere in you?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I actually do. Um, Bye. I'm writing a, uh, feature script, uh, very loosely based on my life. Uh, it's called Bye. social Sam. Uh, so I'm actively working on it and I'm, I'm not Mr. Writer, but I do love writing, you know, as a director, but I'm writing it as a, as a, something for myself to direct. So anything that I will write will probably be something that I'm writing for myself, you know, wow. uh, loosely based on my life it's about a young Asian American who moves down south and and finds family through a gospel choir a black gospel choir so Mm -hmm. which parallels my experience moving you know living in New Orleans and then joining my school's gospel choir so it parallels me loosely loosely but I love it because it is an intergenerate you know it's an intersection of culture um it's also an immigrant story because my my family my parents were immigrants uh and I just think that today's world we need films that are about love, that are about yeah. uh, uh, community, that are right. about positive energy, and also and ulti- ultimately about understanding each other and, and not and not misunderstanding each other, right? And seeing right. the similarities of humanity. And again, that's for me. That's why I love film. You know, yeah. I love film. I love creating, uh, working with writers, working with actors, because in the end, we're creating stories that I feel can impact, you know, emotions, impact feelings, impact lives, right? And we can we and then hopefully, you know, do things yeah. that are slightly more positive. Yeah. And that's why I like to watch a show or a movie, yeah. you know, or even like a horror film. You just want to be scared. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it also but it also makes you feel like you're living. It makes right. you feel alive. You know, something that yeah. the psychology of horror films is interesting because I've read that I don't know what it was. I read that watching a horror film makes you smarter. You get more focused afterwards. I don't know why. There's a psychology wow. behind it. Maybe someone else out there can tell us what that is. But yeah. I read it somewhere. I don't know if it's true or not. But uh, yeah. But anyway, that's, that's
4: no. Me that's a, I. I love this story because I agree with you. Like I feel like um um one one of my producers on the show we talk and she'll say to me you know Tracy you know why are people not up in arms or why and I said you know the thing that we haven't done we haven't tried love in this Mm, world, like consistently, mm, you know mm, what I mean? mm, It's mm. been built on so much negative. And I love the fact that your storytelling, even in, because even through challenges, there's light, there's love, there's something that comes out of that. Right. So culturally, I think it's great because it really gives a point of view from someone else's point of view, other than a white point of view, which as a black person has always been a point of view for me living in America. Mm -hmm. So to hear you culturally being able to come in and you're open, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like there's no judgment. There's no, no. So it's gotta be fierce. Like coming from love to, I can't wait to see this musical. I'm there. (laughs)
5: I am <laughs> well, it's a, it's a dr- it's a comedy drama with a little bit of obviously music, right? Yeah, his, yeah. His gospel, his singing, yeah. There's a lot of joy in it, right? But it also has a little bit of reality. It's slightly it's slightly more grounded as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's the plan. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see. My, no, uh, I'm, I'm,
4: my I'm, producer, my producer attached
5: uh, to this is Ruben Cannon. I'm sure you know who he is. And oh my shout, god, shout out to Ruben. But we haven't spoken a while. But we need to get back on it. So um, he believes yeah. in the project a lot. So yeah.
4: I let me tell you, Ruben Cannon was a friend in my head for like a thousand centuries. Like when I first started casting, um, I learned about Ruben Cannon, Kim Harden and Robbie Reed because I was in New York. Mm. He was my best friend in my head. Always wanted to work Mm -hmm. with Ruben Cannon. He works with a friend of mine. And so um, my friend recommended me and that's how I did Soul Santa with Terry Vaughn. And Mm -hmm. then after that, Oh my God, it was, and I told him, I was like, you don't understand the like Ruben. (laughs) Right. So I had a really, um, Elsa worked on it also. And it was just a really great show. One of those shows where I know Terry from the Bay area. So, Mm -hmm. um, we have known each other. So it was just like, um, a really fun experience, you know, and I have to say, you know, like transitioning as a director, the thing that I really enjoyed with you being in our class and the notes that you gave our actors is that there was a tone that you, that, it was, there wasn't a sense of urgency, like to get this done. It was more of, you guys got to be consistent. You guys got to work on your craft every day. You can't just work on it because you might hear a director's coming into the class or, you know, okay, I'm feeling like it today. This this was a commitment that you make 365 days a year. And I really appreciated you oh, saying that to thank them. You. Yes. Thank you.
5: Thank Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I went into your classroom, anytime I'm working with actors, I want I want to see them succeed, right? Do you you want them that? to, yeah, I do. I, I I want them to 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 get to the point of of getting their craft to the point, which is why again, you're important, and the craft, the practice, the studies, it's important. Just like me as a director, I have to do my own craft of studies and practice and be and right. be in in motion with that, but. I'm always striving to be better. And I, and I, and I do feel that, your, you know, your actors, just the fact that they're in the class means mm-hmm. that they want to be better. And so yeah. the potential is there. The potential yeah. is for them to book a job, right? right. That's the goal. So they go, right. I came into your class. I wanted them to get something out of it. I want them to be able to book a job,
0: get yeah. you a job.
5: I want yeah. to see you on TV, right? I need yeah. to see your face, every one of them. But again, it's, it's up to them, right? It's up right. to them. Just like, when I started, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. when I started years ago, right? Uh-huh. But you just keep, you just keep pushing. You try. You I read so many, so, so even like screenwriting. I, I mean, I'm not a writer. I, I always say this. I do write. <laughs> okay. I've read every screenwriting book under the world. I've read every one, of them, probably. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure there's a few I haven't read, but I've read a lot of them. Right? Wait, because, you know, did you read, um, of...
4: Robert McKee? Remember
5: Robert McKee? Story, yes. That Bible story, yes. Love yes. that book book I, love I, love it. It I read it i read it twice but uh oh. yeah and i have a friend an old friend of mine he's that's his bible An like, old friend of mm. amazing he's he used to read that all the time and he's a, he's a damn good writer uh, i haven't heard from him while, well, but he's a damn good writer but wow. yeah i mean for me it's like even if i'm just a director for me to understand the act, uh, writer's craft mm. it, it makes me a better director that's right? right it's all serving the purpose of creating a good project and putting it on screen meaningfully that's that's yeah. the goal so, yeah.
4: Well, I'm gonna tell you. In my experience, being on the set with directors like um, um, I loved Goodwill Hunting. I was a huge fan, and to be able to work with Gus yeah. Van Sant was just Ooh. that. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, you know, <laughs> like yeah. this is my dream. But I will say, um, you know, I don't like to compare, but the energies are so same with you in terms of like you communicate, you talk to act you you know how to communicate and get what it is that you want um you're uh um an actor's director and I can honestly say between being on set like living on set between Buster and Eve I would say five directors that I fell in love with out of all the directors that we um because there was a lot of Shots, setting up shots. And then when I would have a conversation to get clarity, the director would say, you know, just, you know, like, and I'm like, no, you have to use your words. I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) So I applaud you for that because actors like they crave for directors to just, are there any adjustments? No, you're fine. Or, yeah, you know, and Mm. what's your opinion on that in terms, because I know, you know, directors, but. You, what type of director would you consider yourself?
5: Hmm. Uh I think I'm a, at this point in my in my career, I'm mean, I I'm still I'm still it's it's a weird place. I'm at that breaking point where I feel like I'm I'm yeah. gonna get those bigger jobs now, right? Like yeah. the goal is like Marvel movies, right? That's what I love. Ooh. Stuff like that. That's the goal. <laughs> but at the same time, I want to get my fruitful station, I want to get some of my artistic stuff out, okay. right? so yeah. it's a it's a it's an interesting place i think at this moment i'm going by feeling it's the mm-hmm. feeling right? from yeah. reading us from reading a script to when i read a script i'm, I'm marking it down for notes right and i learned mm-hmm. that from definitely through like the, the disney program some of the, and the Brian murphy program some of the things that i've been through uh-huh. they they really prep you how to like yeah. break down things and i've really taken that to heart to like break it down really carefully but in doing so, and also like reading another book, there's another book by Mary Lou Belly, and uh, what is her name? Oh, Bethany, Bethany I Rooney? I forgot what it's called, sorry. Uh-huh. Cool That's okay, I'll look it up. But uh, amazing, amazing directors in their own rights, but also amazing in terms of preparation as a director. Mm-hmm. Again, the craft, directing, there's so many levels to it. There is, there is directing the actors, there's working with actors, and that comes from working with actors, you know being a part of your class and other and mm-hmm. maybe even taking acting classes myself, which I haven't done, but I will one day, uh, but also like I have a class now. the preparation, breaking down a script, breaking down scenes, mm-hmm. you know camera blocking and all these other things there's a lot to it um oh. i I feel at this point in my career, besides the technical, I'm at a point where it's just about feeling what does this make me feel? Wow. Um, so I'm uh-huh. looking at a scene. How does it make me feel? I look at the overall script, but I break it down by scene. But what's the tone? What is it? How does it emotionally hit me? How does it? How does the transition from one scene to another uh, feel like? And that's what I'm working with in terms of how I direct. But then again, I'm also incorporating the actors into that. Yeah. What are the beats? What are the beats in the scene that the actors can can work with me on? Right. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm slightly technical. Slightly technical, but I'm also slightly feeling at this point. I think that's my approach uh, right. to say, "What type of director am I?" Yeah, right. That's
4: good. That's good. That really resonates. Um, in terms of because actors are going for my jugular right now with, in terms of the strike, they are bringing up issues about Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get your um your energy on this in terms of do you prefer live auditions over Zoom? How is the Zoom working out for you?
5: Um I mean, of course, I, I definitely, definitely love, you know, it's nothing that we're gonna beat the in-person, you know, yeah. aud- auditions, casting, whatever. Uh and I was lucky enough to be able to to go through that process on my first first film, which is called Mars. Yeah. I, we did an extensive casting uh back in the day. Um, so that was a good experience I and mean, we, that's yeah. amazing, wonderful actors, some of which are really big right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if you're going to, we're doing the zooms right now, it's a new language, right? It's a new language to learn, you know, where's the you know, how are you going to set up with your background? What are you going to set up? You know, I mean, it takes practice, like just like yeah. anything else. It's a, so I think actors kind of have to readjust themselves. Where are you looking at the camera? Yeah. You know, are you looking at the camera or are you looking to the side? Su- I mean, psychologically makes a difference. Right. Yeah. Who's the person reading with you? Oh. Right? I, I personally think that makes a difference to get a, get a decent person. And if you can't, you know, try, try to just call a friend. Yes. I just did one with my other friend and I helped him do one. And I, I just was on FaceTime with him and he just recorded my voice as he did his. So I didn't even see him. I was just oh, meeting wow. with him just to help him, you know, That's do what yeah. you can. I mean, uh, you know more about that than I do at this point, because you're working with these actors very closely. Yeah, but I think it's a it's a new it's a new system that they have to get engaged yeah. with. But think about it. There's a plus to this. The plus is now actors from nebraska arkansas i don't know i'm just naming places, yeah can yeah. send their tape in yeah right and not to say you couldn't do that years ago
4: mm-hmm.
5: right? yeah but it's almost like required now right so yeah. whereas beforehand it's like they they might just want you to meet up in new york city or la i don't know where else atlanta mm-hmm. and just come to the open casting call whereas right with the zooms and all that at least now it's giving a few other people that might not be able to travel out there at that moment, a chance to, to be seen. Right. Absolutely. So I think there is a plus to that as well.
4: So. I do too. I, I just think that like um, table reads are a little challenging for me. Um, you know, it's like um, with, um, when we do table reads, we have to go through the breakdowns. They, they have their own system, and initially on Soul Soul Phantom, I'm sure they've gotten much better now. But we were having so many glitches, um, and that was the challenge then. But I also, I'm like you, I grew up in you know, excuse me, 87 in live auditions at MTV. And so like, that's all I know. This Zoom, I'm simulating myself as well. We get a lot of volume, a lot of quantity, very little quality of the work that's out there. Um, I do have to say, ladies and gentlemen, um, Bobby directed a film for BET called Deadly Entanglement, and um, it was starring Monica Calhoun and Vanessa Simmons. We talked about it here. Vanessa talked about it. And um, I was coaching Vanessa prior to knowing who the director was. And then one day she was it was like early Bobby. Like, I think it was maybe four o'clock in the morning for me. It was crazy. <laughs> but I woke up early and um, she was like, this is one of the best directors I've ever worked with. Like, um, oh my gosh. she would, And 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 it was perfect timing because I feel like there's a transition happening with Vanessa as well. And I just mm. feel like she's in that place that you talked about. So after the strike.
5: Yeah, and she's, she's there. I mean, she... She killed it in that film, you know, and um, I, I, I distinctly felt that the work that she did with you had her mm-hmm. prepared. It had her prepared. It did. When she came, you know, she was already there at a certain level. She she just came, uh, you know, and I, and I know she's working with Monica Calhoun, who was a superstar in her own oh, right. And, and yes. you know, at the top of her game, And I mean. Even Monica should be booking way bigger roles, honestly. Yeah. Both yeah. of them. But yeah. um, Vanessa brought it in. And I, and I do say the work you did with her together, you know, I, I saw it. I felt it. I felt wow. it immediately. I did. Yeah. Well, she
4: wanted to make you proud. It was great. Uh, <laughs> like every yeah. time we talked and, it was
5: and like... the full And the full circle moment is obviously... You know, 12 years old, I moved to Hollis, Queens. My idol is Run DMC. Yeah. And, now, and then years later, I'm working with her daughter, with Run's daughter. It's just a very, very wonderful full circle. Moment, right? oh, it really is. Yeah.
4: It just keeps confirming you are where you are because this is where you're supposed to be. Like, that's how I feel like there are these breadcrumbs. It's like, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, because my... And I told you, my ex-husband was working with, he was partners with um, Russell doing road managing for Run DMC and for Houdini. Oh, wow.
5: That's yeah. amazing. I didn't, I didn't know that. Didn't oh,
4: know my that. God. This is the edited version. Um, he he uh, managed Full Force, Lisa Lisa called wow. Cheryl wow. pepsi Riley, and Snow. Ooh. And UTFO took off with Roxanne Roxanne, and then... Mm-hmm. Lisa came after, but he, I, I met him in the studio, and the story is, Run DOC was sitting on the couch with Jam After Jay and they knew I was from California, they were like, oh, you're from California, um, do you know rappers? And I was like, yeah, um, Sugar Hill Gang, and Run stood up Bobby, and he said, it's like that, <laughs> in my face.
5: Hilarious. <laughs>
6: and I was like, so aggressive here in New York. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
4: It's just rap. I
6: didn't know it was
5: that serious. That's that's that Queen's ego.
4: Exactly. Oh, my God. And Russell had it. All I heard was Hollis, Queens. Hollis, Queens. That's all I heard when I moved here because I lived in Harlem. Um, I wanted to ask you in terms of, um, like, I want to start off with, um, in quotes, your pet peeves with actors. um, And Mm -hmm. especially after, you know, now dealing with COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. And those changes. And then tips, advice, things that you really um,
5: hmm.
4: instinctually that make you feel good about that actor.
5: Uh, pet peeves. Is there any pet peeves? I mean, I, I could just give you a big I don't really have pet peeves as much as just be a, a good person, be a right. respectful person. And I've, the older That's I've gotten, right. the more the more humble I've gotten, honestly. Yeah. You know, I'm not that 20 year old you know, kid that knew, thought he knew everything. Right. But I think as I get older, you, you just learn to just, you learn. You learn yeah. how to be a better person, how to yeah. work with more people, how to uh, uh, deal with criticism, receiving and giving. Right. Yeah. But I think the biggest tip I can give to an actor um, if a director gives you a, a note to try it a different way, find a way to do it. Right. And honestly, even if, and I've said this in the class where you, you know, even if the director is not even sure what he or she is saying in the sense of they're trying to grasp at a feeling and, you know, let's just say they, they, they're like, well, eh, if you're the the actor, you have to do some interpretation, right? So Mm -hmm. you do. You know, you could be working with the director that knows exactly what they want and then you might be working. But either way, you have to interpret that. So my suggestion for the actor is just try it again a different way. Do not repeat the same take the same way, especially if you're doing it more than twice. Then you're just uncoachable. You're not directable. Then it becomes hard and then it's less likely you'll get called back because you just have to try it different ways. Right. Even if it doesn't, even if you're not sure as an actor, like if I was mm-hmm. an actor, I'm not, but I would just go all out, everyone do a, a, right. a completely different version, a completely right. different version just to try it because you just don't know what they're looking for. So, or you do. Right. And then usually in the ideal scenario, let's say I'm working with Vanessa, right? You know, or, Mon- or Monica, you, you, you give the, the feedback and say, right. you say, you know, we wanted. um, you know, there's a beat over here we don't want to miss. And you're, you're going, you, I'm not good at explaining in terms of, unless I'm in the moment, but you give the note, yeah. they got it, and then they say, I got it. And usually, you know, especially with these level of actors, they got it. Yeah. They're yeah. coming in and they are giving it yeah. completely the way that you thought it would be. It's amazing. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. But that comes from life experience and practice, yeah. being an actor that has been doing it for a while. It takes mm-hmm. time. Directing takes time. Writing takes tons of time and rewrites. Directing, same thing. When I first started, I am not the same person as I am now. Like From my mm-hmm. first film or first music video to where I'm at, I've learned so much. I've, yeah. I've made mistakes.
4: Yeah.
6: But
5: I keep going and I and I strive yeah. to be better. And I think I'm going to do that till I'm 80 years old. I'm going to still do it. Yeah, you, know, you my, are. Um, yeah, <laughs> and my, sing it. my Oh, still singing. My mentor, I have a mentor. My mentor is Michael Schultz. I think I've told you that. Michael oh, Schultz. Oh, yes. Director of Cooley High, Woo! Uh, Last oh, like Dragon, Crush Groove, Car Wash, you name it. Oh, and, and still directing to this day, All-American, Homecoming, really? and a whole bunch oh, of shit.
4: Oh, that's right. That's
3: right.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and he he truly is a person that embodies like a spirit. He's a, he's a wow. walking, him and his family, his wife, walking spirit and when he's on that set he he has a mastery of who he is you know and he's quiet but he knows what he wants right but he's also technical he knows his stuff he's done it so long he knows what he's doing you know I remember once he was on set I was shadowing him he told me I already know what I'm going to do in my head I already know how I'm going to edit it and he just he just knows his thing you know he's already organized every scene in his head so well it's that's a master that's yeah, my that goal. Is. My goal is to be that, a master yeah. of my craft, you know. And I'm at a certain level now, but but the key, and even as an actor, the key is always know there's more. There's more to learn because once you feel like you don't know, that's when you stop learning. And yeah. we don't want to be like that. And, that. and I think that's when your life ends. You want to keep open. You want to keep your your yourself open to 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 experiencing new things. You know, no matter how old you are. And I just met someone. Uh, I was recently at the Queens, um, it was the Queen City Film Festival, and I met somebody who. She told me she's, uh, I think she said she was 60-something. And she said she's just transitioning over to to f- production yeah. film now. And I said, wow. I don't know if she was 60 or 50, something. but I, yeah. I said, I said you're fine. It, there's no time limit, uh, no age limit to, to directing or writing or, or, or acting. There is no. Yeah. You can do it at any age. Yeah. You can start over and just decide to do that. And that's the beauty of it. There is no age of it. Right. So no, Zero you could be, you could be amazing. You could be 80 years old directing the film of your life or writing the film of your life. Oh um, my God. So you just don't know. So. You don't.
4: Those were, I have to say those were some, um, I hope all of you have your treasure chests open because he was dropping major diamonds and pearls and emeralds. So I'll catch him. Amazing. I do want to say this though, um, with my actors that I coach for like Vanessa, um, they have to have between five and seven choices per scene. When you understand the scene, you understand how to say it. And you, as long as you keep the integrity, you could say it different ways. And so, because I say you want to have a, a choice for the director you don't know who you're gonna be working with, the actor. That's another choice. Maybe your editor. But come to the set with five to seven choices per scene. Because it's mm. not, you know, I grew up, I'm old school. I grew up with Ruby D and Ozzie Davis. Like, mm. you know, and and you know, them instilling work ethics of I don't care. I, I said one time I was a writer. I don't care if you're sitting there and you're not doing you're touching the keys. You sit there for an hour every single day. And then eventually, next thing you know, nine hours have passed. So mm-hmm. yep. but that's great advice. Um, I'm gonna open it up now, Bobby. We have some actors. I'm sure that they are jumping up and down, <laughs> waiting to ask some questions. So um is going to come on and she's going to introduce our actors today. Yes.
6: Thank you, Bobby. That was full of gems. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we have Mr. Alfonso Walker Jr. You can come on screen, Alfonso. And yeah, Devin, Nikki Thomas. Hi, Devin. Hey, Devin. So, Alfonso, you can go up with your question first.
0: Oh, you put me first, Bobby. Man, thank you for being here, brother. I appreciate you, man. Um, earlier course, in your in interview, you talked a little bit about uh, community, and um, as artists, I know it's big for us to have people in our corner. I want to ask you, who was your community or the people that affirmed you? Uh, to follow your path and, you know, give you the confidence in order to do what you're doing now? Um, of course, you know,
5: it's going to be your, your your family, your friends first, right? It's always going to be your family, friends. You, you keep your, you keep your, I've learned to keep my circle pretty tight, right? Yeah. And, and, I've, and I've definitely, I have a core group of people that have been in my life for many, many years uh, from my best friends, uh, you know, both personal and also in production. Um, and then also, you know, if you can, Build relationship as an as an actor with with a fellow fellow actors as well, you know. Come up together. I've heard about actors supporting each other through the years, you know, helping each other. You know, one gets up and you pull another up, all right? Mm-hmm. And I know for me, um, you know, even me having a mentor, you know, myself, I also have other other director friends that I hold very dearly to my heart, and you know, I know that when I have a chance, I'm going to pull them up, you know, pull them up with me, you know. So anytime I can. So I think you have to kind of feel the energy of a person that's personal, right? Who you want to have around is personal. It's yeah. business, but it's personal. And if you can have a good fine-line balance, that's good. You know, and I've definitely I know what you're saying, I've definitely had my ins and outs with with people that have, have uh not been very um you know sincere in terms yeah. of their their um intentions with me. And I anyway, you know, I had to learn, and that's Part of growth, you're gonna learn. And and, and honestly, is the the more you you get success, the more you're gonna encounter people trying to enter that field. And you just have to be more, you know, uh what's the word? Um, there's a word for it. Uh discerning. Yes, discernment. <laughs> have discernment.
0: Correct. That's the word. It's got the <laughs> church word, but discern. Yeah,
4: that's a good
7: church word.
0: <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah.
7: I guess I'm next. I'm Devin Nikki Thomas. Thank you so much for being here. I think that um your story is really inspiring and then your message for us to keep going and to keep pushing in that like um I think just a comment and then I'll get into my question. I think it's really easy to get caught up in age and I don't look a certain way or um you know like this is what I one, but I'm too old or too young or too fat or too black or too whatever to be it. And so I really appreciate you saying, Hey, you know what I mean? It is what it is you want to do. There's no like end time because mm-hmm. where you are, and this is something that Miss um, Tracy says a lot that like where you are is where you're supposed to be. I'm paraphrasing, but um, mm-hmm. she says that a lot. So it's mm-hmm. really great to hear that shared like knowledge. So I appreciate that. Um, my question is a little more, I don't know if controversial is the right word, but what I will say is that there's been a push for diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility all throughout the government, in Hollywood, et cetera. What are your thoughts on how the paradigm is changing and kind of seemingly there are people that seem to want to push it back to what it was before?
5: hmm uh um sorry,
7: Miss Tracy, you say something? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Sorry.
5: Okay. I'll just continue. Uh yeah, it's a good great question. Um, I think there's historically uh, um I know that there is an there's an ebb and flow of the diversity push, right? You know, 2020 we had, you know, the horrible, you know, I call it murder of George Floyd. that. It, that caused a whole worldwide response because, again, you know, you know, say the revolution is televised now. We can see it. We have phones; everybody can see it. the things that are happening now. I think have been happening since the 50s and 60s, right? I'm sure, 100, 200, 400 years—it's all the same. Right? It's still happening. Um, I think what what we see, and I and I look back, at, and I, as I look back on things that I grew up, you know, watching. It's it's films, especially in America, it's films that decenter who we are. And I say decenter who we are in terms of you know non-white people, black, you know, specifically black, and also Asian and Latino and other peoples and then indigenous people. Um it is it is really important, I think, to to have stories that that have that, you know, I say us collectively, have uh, centering of other cultures aside from the the decentering of our cultures right it is important it's not it's it can you can never argue that that's not important because it affects the psychology of a little child to see themselves on screen to, to not to see themselves on screen there is a psychological warfare being being put to decenter to to dehumanize a person to not learn your history and also and ultimately to put people in prison the prison yeah. pipeline system, that's real, as some people informed me recently. Whoa, uh, the things I've learned about that as well. I'm not that political with that stuff, but it's real, yeah. right? So with that being said, it is extremely important right now for us to to continue to fight for having diversity, uh, not just a black show or white show or Asian show, but having us in every single thing, you know, us collectively, to have us have you, um, him, everybody in Roles that could be colorblind because the more we see ourselves, the better. We need to see ourselves on the screen. It's very important, and it is psychological warfare. That is one of the ways that, you know, systems of power, racism is 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 still here. It's
4: mm-hmm.
5: it's built upon usage of what we see, you know, you and and pulling away history, not teaching history, or teaching untru- mm-hmm. in, untruths. It's and again, as filmmakers, as as creators, as actors, you have this ability now to tell stories. And it's like we're like little moving griots. We get to keep the stories alive, right? We have to see ourselves as that. And with that being said, I think it's really interesting when I look back even on my time in music videos, which was like 25 years ago. When I look back on music videos, I'm gonna give a plug to music videos side note. Yeah. Music yes. videos are literally tapestries of culture and history of the time, the fashion, mm-hmm. the speech, the political, the political viewpoints. Music videos collectively show you what the culture is, especially hip hop, black, Latino culture of that time period. It's amazing from all around the world. Mm-hmm. It's a history. It's history. It's history. You know, envisioned some of it is fake. I know, but within the fakeness, there's there's still some realness with it. So I, I look back on it with fondness now, like years later after I left music videos. i was like, you know what? We really, we all like were participating in collecting pieces of culture. Yeah. you know but again that, you know, falling back to what you're saying now it's going to go it's going to go up and down i i knew i knew this whole diversity push after george floyd the deis are all being you know it was like diversity inclusion equity and inclusion programs from all these corporations are being dismantled as we speak yeah. i knew that was going to happen it was all for show but here's the catch the catch is we continue as creatives to make films, make shows, make webisode, make YouTube videos, whatever you got to do to continue to tell stories, to just push it out there and push out the imagery you want to see, the stories you want to tell, because they can't stop. They can't stop you. because everybody has a phone name. You can shoot something on your own. You can shoot a YouTube skit that could be viral and create success for yourself and give yourself a platform to be heard. We don't know. It could be anywhere, right? TikTok, major platform right now for many young creatives and older creatives as well. And if you utilize it properly, you can make something. And again, it's about being a a culture shifter. We are culture shifters. That's what film to me is, at least my interest in it, right? We're shifting culture. We're telling stories. We're entertaining, right? Mm -hmm. But again, to me, what you just said to me is extremely valid. Thank you for asking that question because it's going to go up and down. You know, I mean, look at the 90s. It was a wave, it was a CW came out and there was all these black shows came out, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it disappeared and then it went silent for years, for years, mm-hmm. right? But now, now what do we have? We have reality shows, you know, not the most positive thing, right? I don't know. I'm kind of in, in flux with reality. I don't really watch reality shows, but it is valid to put people on TV. You know, I, I try to look at the positive of it. It puts different faces on television, you know mm-hmm. but again there's a wave and we have to know what that wave is but we can also shift that wave we can yeah. control it with our work so yeah,
7: i think the the i'm sorry can i follow oh on? no I was, go ahead i was just saying agree of course my only ca- i think that there's a place for everything there's a place for um what's going on with there's there's certain like uh personalities this one that just had a baby and she's with a pretty well known rapper so like there's a place for her. And then there's also a place for the really like, wholesome qu- content. I, my issue, the thing that I like that hurts my heart a lot is the fact that um, it seems that what is green lit or green lighted, whatever the proper term, the proper term is, is the stuff that's going to glorify the things that um, show um, less savory aspects of of culture and i mean that as like big culture with a big c not just black culture but just oh see look at them that's how they are that's how they are um and i think i feel like that that like sexy red is a is a, is a rapper that's out right now she's really popular mm-hmm. she has a place she's valid she is who she is um i was trying not to say a bunch of names so my, my apologies there but there are a lot of people that are out um, right now that have value. And it just seems like the pe- the the powers that be tend to just kind of gravitate towards um, the, the things that are more negative. So, I mean, that that's it, but I appreciate your, um, you being yeah. here and I appreciate your. Oh,
5: thank you. But forever, like, for every person that's promoting a sexy red and again, no, no response on who she is in terms of, I mean, I respect who she is, but there's always the other side. There's like, there's Ava DuVernay's right. That are, Putting out, you know, meaningful projects, right? right. There's, there's, there's two sides of every coin, and mm-hmm. a, and as a, as a actress, a creative, whatever you're doing, you must define what your voice is, right? You have the power to define what your what you want to say, right? Because they're going to be out there, and yes, the labels, the record labels, and I don't know, film production companies and TV shows, they're gonna they're gonna promote what they're gonna promote because that's what they do. But for every one of those, you can you can come up with your own thing that has something different, that says something different, right? So we need more living singles. Anza, I hey. that special shout Steve Bowser. But we need more stuff like I that, have, right? I story so uh, that. okay, but we definitely I'll tell you there's so story. many. Okay, but we have so many other things that can be made. Can there's so much other stories to tell? So I say, if there's negative, then create positive. <gasps> create something else. Yeah. And then and then find a niche audience that's going to want that and then amplify that. Uh, I know it's hard, but again, once you define your voice, the key is, you know, you you uh, finding who you are and then focusing your energy on that. Um, that's the key. You know, even for me as a, as a director, as a creative, you know, I'm still trying to define, you know, I know who I am, but now I got to figure out how, do I, how am I going to amplify that to the world? What type of stories am I trying to tell? Right. So, I mean, it's a journey. And again, there's no time limit. You have your whole life to do it. So don't stress. Yeah. Don't stress. But I love how you are so aware of what's going on now. Keep that up and still be a, and be a critic. We need people like you. Be a critic. Be a critic. <laughs> get on YouTube. Get on TikTok. Talk about it. <laughs> no, just playing. All right, you Devin, to. you
4: got another job. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alfonso Walker Jr. And also, Devin, Nikki, Thomas. Thank you. Thank when you. When we come When we come back, we're still blessed. Bobby is still with us and we are going to do class in session. So stay tuned when we come back on the spirited actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer, Dan Patrick, and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals,
4: Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and we're going into class and in session. You are still blessed to have the presence of director, editor, producer, and just overall a great human being. And Mr. Bobby Ann is here. So we're going to have some fun now in class and session because he's going to hear a scene from Spirited Actor alumni that Elsa is going to introduce to you guys. Yes.
6: Today on Class in Session, we have Mr. Alfonso Walker
0: Jr. Welcome back, Alfonso. Blessings. Thank you for having me.
6: And we have Miss Devin Nikki Thomas. Welcome, Devin.
7: Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So today's scene
6: is written by our very own Miss Leanne Hansberry, a.k.a. Leanne Amato. It's called Under the Rubble. Interior, apartment building day. Joaquin, now fully alert, looks around as he's heard a noise. It's been hours since he's heard anything. He's scratched up, covered in debris. The sunlight peeks through the rubble, giving us and him just enough to see through. Hello?
0: Is someone there? If you can hear me, keep making noise.
6: He hears it again. With urgency, he starts shifting through what he can to get closer to where the sound is coming from. I hear you. Keep going. He hears it more. The more he shifts, the more it all looks the same to us. But he's excited. The sound gets louder, and he sees movement, and he reaches in. Keep moving. I see you. I'm coming. With all of his might, he moves all that he can to where he sees motion as he finds her arm and pulls it out. Push with me. We're gonna get you out. With struggling force, he yanks her through. Full of dirt, out comes a beautiful young woman she embraces immediately. While she gasps for air, she calms down a bit
7: are we?
0: It was an earthquake and we collapsed. Mm. I don't know how long it's been, but you only consistent noise I heard.
7: How do, we, how do we get out? How do we get out? We're never going to find us.
0: Wait, look, we made it this far. You have to keep calm. Any extra stress in your body won't help. We're going to make <laughs> it out. Mm. Joaquin.
7: Shana.
6: They smile at each other. Happy just not to be alone.
0: Were you alone in your apartment? Yes. And God, me too.
6: She tries to look around and realizes she can't see through anything. You... You really think we're going to make it out? He nods his head yes. Then, simultaneously, they hear a screeching yell. They break their necks to look at each other. It's too far. (laughs) He looks around considering, going for help, and Shauna grabs his arm. He looks back at her.
7: Whatever you do, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. We're
0: going to make it up, okay? Trust me. I got a little girl back at home. Nothing going to stop me from getting back to her.
6: Donna nods her head in agreement. His story about his daughter has inspired her. But she's drained, but filled with emotions. (laughs)
0: just follow my lead
6: he decides to move and she follows and begins pushing through the
4: rubble with him (laughs) scene fear actors okay all right um Bobby I'm gonna give it to you and what and I want you to take give them notes whatever you feel
5: um great job I mean number one it's it was really really uh visceral you know like right from the beginning I felt even just on the zoom I think you're a great example of taking a zoom and taking the space that you have and making the best use of it right like even you, alfonso you have such a limited space there but I think I I felt I felt where you were right think like, you see same thing with you like you get the, you know, your legs up all that I mean it was really i thought it was a great uh physical physical physicality within the little space that it almost made me feel like i was in that world right, right. so and even if i just took the the visuals away and the sound and just listen to your voices I mean, this is a podcast right it could be an audio podcast i felt the urgency I, I did i really felt the urgency you guys are great you did a great job excellent job felt urgency within the tension Um, even the the sound effects the banging, all that stuff was great Um, if there's any notes I have, I think the point where, I mean this is really technical and maybe very unnecessary, but I felt like the shift between the take my hand part um, maybe that's where I felt like the physical disconnect to someone, but I couldn't really tell you what to do because you're trying to walk, you can't walk so, and then moving the rubble maybe you can move a little bit but um, I just feel like maybe there we can enhance a little bit of, uh, like, Nick, you're, 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 scared, you're scared he's going to leave you. And I felt like the transition there could have been a little sharper, just a little, just a little, not much. I'm really, just, I'm being so nitpicky at this point because you guys are excellent. But if you really want feedback, that's my feedback. You know, just the end part, I felt like could have edged up a little bit, but everything else is excellent. Tracy?
4: I these are my favorite actors. So like I, oh, I really oh, I, can
5: see, I can see why. Sorry. I can see why. Yes. I can
4: totally see why. I, yeah. I don't know what to say. I mean, I can tell you that I definitely love seeing them together. I don't think I've ever seen them together, but separately they stand in their own light. Um I I thought that what was great too is just the pacing, you know, Elsa's that you have to set mm-hmm. the tone in that action. Yeah. And I thought that the tone was set and that just gave that momentum. You know, I agree with you, though, Bobby, I felt there, too. Like I've been in earthquakes and I just felt like my heart started beating. And I was, yeah. I was in San Francisco in the 70s.
5: Yeah. So I'm really yeah, big. I'm, I'm big on eyes. I'm really big on eyes. And even the Zoom, your eye, your eye contact, even through the Zoom was connecting. It felt connected just watching on you know, two different boxes. I felt the emotion in the eyes. And for me, a good actor can just act just with their eyes alone and mm. make me feel what they're feeling. And I, I think you guys had that for me. So i so add that.
4: Well, I'm going to um, make sure um, I give your email to Elsa. And we like to always send pictures and resumes of our classes um, session to you so that you have them for your file. But I don't have anything to say to these people. They know how I feel. I'm just glad that they were here, <laughs> Alfonso yes. Walker. Thank you very much. Thank you, and Ben, right. Nikki, Dallas in the TV area. Excellent.
5: Job.
4: Um, and Elsa, thank you for casting class in session. Bobby, like seriously, like I could hang out with you all the time. Like you oh. are such the dude. I'm telling you, like I, I, I just feel like. There was in a very, very exciting time in the independent world when I came up. And you make me get excited like that again. Because oh, it's you. very rare that you have conversations with directors that's done my experience on set or really? you know. Um. So I see the immediate gratification for the actors, and I'm so indebted mm-hmm. and so grateful. Thank you so much for being on the show. Come back anytime, oh, anytime. Thank you. You a... no, thank you.
5: Thank you for having me. Like I said, it's, a, it's an honor to be here. And, and it's always it's a gift to be able to to just talk, to talk and talk about life and everything and, and meet some amazing actors that, that obviously are going to are going to be stars. So I can tell.
4: So you saw me here first on the Spirited Actor podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. And when we come back on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, we are going to give some love. And now we have Kudos Corner. Kudos Corner is a segment where we celebrate. We love up on these actors. We support them. We let them know that we're not going anywhere. And we are going to stay in their lives. It's all a good thing. So today in Kudos Corner, we are going to celebrate Alfonso Walker Jr. I just want to say, when I met Alfonso through Ulysses Torreira, and the great part about this is that we're a community. And Ulysses invited me to a showcase. And I will never, ever, ever, ever forget my experience with Alfonso Walker Jr. I I I just the showcase couldn't be over quick enough for me to just run up to this dude and just like yes (laughs) like what do you need how can I help I am of service of you. Um, Alfonso is currently starring as and I pray that I, I I'm pronouncing this right but Delius in the play as much as I can. And this is from the director, Logan Vaughn, and it opens up in October in Chicago and will be next up in Atlanta. Wow. November 2nd through the 18th. We got to find some way to support you on this man. And he has, oh my God, I saw him on Broadway and Passover Um, He was also in The Skin of Our Teeth on TV, Blue Bloods, The Equalizer, East New York, and Law & Order. Alfonso Walker Jr. continues to have and create a stellar career for himself because he puts in the work, he is the work, he knows the work. So we congratulate and say kudos to Alfonso Walker Jr. And now it's time to give love. I was going through my IG the other day and Adele had a song that she was singing and it went something like this. I don't have to explain to you. I'm a grown woman and I do what I want to do. That resonated with me. And I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why it resonated with me is because A lot of people have opinions on what you should be, what you should have, what you should say. It's your life, that's what I wanted to say. It's your life and you don't need the noise to dictate your behavior, your verbiage, nothing. And especially, I'm a woman of a particular age, I have grown in this life and in this world to acquire experience that has bought wisdom, that has bought knowledge. So this is my new thing now when I want to shut down the noise and I hear it in my head and I feel it in my soul. I don't have to explain anything to you. I am a grown woman and I do what I want to do. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe, the legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you.
2: apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast that's right